are the Honeywell Heroes. What's that? Heroes. Heroes. Heroes! Wow. I'm getting it going. That's a little tonight. echoey. Hero! You know what? I, you're yelling. And, uh, That's probably going to sound so bad when we run some, it back. Disorderly conduct's in the house. <laughs> Man. Yeah, We're buddy. back in action. What episode is this? This is episode 16. Wow. Isn't 16. that crazy? Episode 16, and we're on how many? I don't even know how many guests we've had. Probably what? Probably 11 or 12? Yep, at least. And our guest tonight is Coach Trent Snowden. Hello. Coach Snowden, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. So, you know what? Just give us a little rundown of uh, who you are, what you're about, and what you're doing for the Clinton School District. Well, um, currently I'm at Whittier Elementary. I'm... uh, the elementary phys ed teacher. Uh, this is my 34th year. 34. Wow. The same age Clinton? as me and Tanner. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, so um, obviously um, I'm nearing the end of my career here in the next year, two, three, who knows. But, uh, you know, been involved with a lot of uh, Clinton sports, obviously, for those years and enjoying my job and uh, – Enjoy working in this fine school district. How many years? Okay, we got to go back to baseball. How many years were you the head baseball coach for Clinton? Twenty years. Twenty. What was your first year? Nineteen ninety-one. Nice. Oh, man. That's yeah. crazy. Ninety-one. I was three years old. How about yeah, you? Yeah, we was last three. Well, actually, I think you know, I think I got hired in ninety-one, so I think the fit, you know, it would have been the ninety-one, ninety-two. So oh, yeah, it would have been ninety-two. Yeah. I guess. So. So you would have sold in like the ninety-two crew. Yes, I, I actually coached them in football on okay. the varsity staff with uh, Phil Ambrose was the head coach, and uh, very talented team. Yeah, and uh, really did a nice job in football that year. You know, that's awesome. You, you talk about taking we're taking it back right now. I can tell you that <laughs> way back. That's all. And that's we're what we're taking need. it back when you guys were in diapers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not even born yet. <laughs> right? Wow. Tanner was actually. I've, I wore a diaper way longer than. No, I'm just kidding. He w- didn't you wear it till like 1998? <laughs> I was about 10 running around. <laughs> oh, I love it. Pooping myself in the yard playing whatever. We got episode 16. So I'm going to kick off. You know where I'm starting. I'm going to do so since we got coach on here, we're going to go Honeywell story, a playing story, or a coaching story. Now, coach, it can be when you were playing as an athlete, coaching, whatever, same thing, random. Whoever wants to go first, kick us off. Let's go. Give us something. I'll say something. All right, get it going. So I'm going to just say it's going to be real short. But I remember one time playing baseball for Clinton High School in my junior year. Mm-hmm. And I already told the one funny story when I slid foot, feet first into second base when I got picked off by the catcher. <laughs> that was the worst. That was the worst <laughs> baseball moment in my entire life. Um, but well, I hit, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I, I hit a home run at the Lumber King Stadium. Down the right field line, but it was foul, so it wasn't really a home run. But that was that was probably the coolest thing other than – that was yeah, that's actually sad that that was the coolest thing. Who was thing. it against? Do you remember? It was either Comanche or Northeast. It was one of those, like, that oh, little thing that we did on the weekend or something. Early in the season, we had that yeah. Memorial Day tournament yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that tournament. I, I yeah. crushed it, dude, but it was foul, so whatever. Was it, it off one of the Howe boys? or? Uh, no. So, you know, I think our, that year when we played, I think that's the year that uh, – Kyle Howe passed away or whatever. Because when we played Northeast, they were all crying and stuff. Yeah, I remember, remember that, that, Stenda? Yeah. I that was, it was that. actually a really awkward game because I think it happened like the day before. 
boy. And they all still came and played. It was it was weird. Hmm. Yeah. Oh so. wow. Well, you know, so you were like, it was like a half home run. Half home run, yeah. Kind so of. I hit a half home run at the Lumber King Stadium. You didn't break my window because I used to park back there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I he did. He, you had yeah. the remember the remember the car tank was the red. He had that red car. Hmm. Wasn't it the red Honda Accord? Yeah, I yeah. Don't, I don't remember. I used uh, to bring my. Uh, Hopefully the school district doesn't find this bad. But, oh well, uh, they'll get over it. You're, um, you're on the outside. I used to bring. <laughs> <laughs> I used to bring a gymnastics mat, um, in my trunk, and when I parked there, just for people like you who you know, if you would have hit it fair, obviously it wouldn't have mattered. But right. since you pulled it where I was parking, you know, I'd always put that mat over my windshield so. <laughs> In case somebody actually did do that, it wouldn't bust my windshield. So that's that might have, I don't know. Maybe it saved it that day. That's a Sounds great like idea. Nope. Yeah, I pulled it real hard, but wow. whatever. You could pull. Imagine if you would have. If you would have kept it fair, it probably goes four hundred fifty feet. Yeah, dude. You know. Imagine if I didn't get picked off at second base by the catcher. Well, that's got to be the first base coach's fault. There, Are you blaming yeah. Coach <laughs> Jordan on that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll blame Coach Jordan. Okay, put it on him. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yep. All right, Coach Snowden. So we got you. Got to give us at least your best coaching story. Something. All right. Well, there hands down, this is my favorite for twenty years. We had a, a player uh, named Andy Remfer. Okay. Okay. He played first base for us. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. You know where he would have been. You know, in between you guys somewhere. I don't know or before, but he. When we were driving on the on the bus to all these trips, I was sitting there, you know, doing the lineup or whatever, and I'd hear in the background of the bus him saying, you're going under. And I didn't know what that meant. So, you know, days, weeks, months go by, and I'm wondering what in the world is going on. So I finally got clued in like at a practice. Well, he would jump out from the back of his seat and put people in headlock until they passed out. <laughs> and you'd hear him, you're going under. <laughs> and I was wondering, what in the world? So anyway, no wonder we weren't very good that year. All the kids were, you know, passed out going back uh, onto the bus. But anyway, so Andy does this, and I finally catch on. So we're playing at Davenport Central, and there's a, a coach there, um, old school coach. Yep. And... We're warming up in the right field at Brady Street Stadium, and I'm looking toward the third base dugout. Their coach is looking toward the first base dugout, and I won't use bad language here. But their coach says, what in the H-E-L-L is your kid doing? And I'm like, I don't don't know. What could he be doing? We're warming up. We're doing laps. We're starting to play catch, soft talk, you know. So I turn over my shoulder, and he is making a snow or a, a dirt angel on the first base foul line, ruining the foul line. Like and he's like, post chalk line. Yeah, he's like, I just spent two hours doing this field, and your player is over there. And I look, and I'm like, oh my, Remper, go get the rake, you know. So he goes over to the shed, gets the rake, gets the chalker back out, and rechocks the line. It's like, wow. <laughs> Welcome to varsity baseball, yeah. you know? 18 year olds, you know? Oh, well. But he's a good kid. I really liked him. What year was that? Do you remember? 
Oh, God. Well, it must have been since you didn't really remember him. I, I'm no. guessing it maybe late 90s, I'm guessing, yeah. something like that. I've never heard of him either. So. never heard of that name. That's a good one. Interesting kid. Did you have some choice words for him? Uh, no, actually, I laughed. I said, hey, <laughs> I'm glad you did it to this guy because <laughs> right. you know, yeah. I've got way more stories about this coach if you want to get into that later, too. You know? So, Anyway, what's your deal there, Stunda? All right. So I've got two that both of you should remember. At okay. least you both should remember one. All right. Okay. I'm going to do junior year. We're playing DeWitt at DeWitt, and it's a JV game. And you kind of had to mix the lineup, you know, just to get the numbers sure. in there. And everybody, Tanner, you got to remember this. Everyone's like, we're on deck, you know, you swing with like, you know, Dean Marini, whatever, but there was a wood bat. And everyone's like, you won't use the wood bat and go up there and bat. I was like, bet me, watch me. I remember. You're coaching third. You were coaching third, even though it should have been Coach Jordan. Yeah. And they're like, Greg, you, Dylan, are like, you won't do it, Lake. And I'm like, okay, watch. And I'm swinging and I, Time to go up, and I grab the wood bat, and the first thing that you say, Coach Stone says, hey, come on, hey, Jay, put some wood on it. And you didn't see that I had the wood bat. <laughs> first pitch, base hit in the left field. Nice and I'm rounding, and rounding you first. cracked it. Just yeah, <laughs> rounding first, and, and they're all like, are you sh-? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, he didn't say nothing. I'm like, didn't say you couldn't use wood bats. And I remember tossing, I'm like, he's probably going to be like, if you, and I thought you were going to come back and be like, if you ever – you yeah, do that again. Right. You're done. <laughs> I want, once again, why am I coaching third? I, yeah, I don't know why you were. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to Coach Jordan again. I got two problems there now. So. Oh, no. Well. Yeah. But I remember that. And uh, I think Lakin's brought up a few times where he's like, you got to bring that up. And I'm like, oh, I remember that because you were like, put some wood on. I'm like, I don't think you saw that I had a wood bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all were. We I didn't were, see him a lot. Yeah, of we were stuff, dying obviously. in the dugout. Yeah, <laughs> wow. And they're all like, and I think SP, SP was always the uh, the instigator. Was SP, he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That guy. I tell you, he could, and he would get the most out of me because he'd be like, "Yeah, you won't do it." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do it." You were now. Done, you were one of those guys for yeah. sure. Like, like oh yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, you don't think I'll eat sixty chicken nuggets? Okay. Yeah. Oh, do, don't you remember that one? <laughs> on the, on the when bus? we came back from Burlington? Yeah. I don't know. We ate free, so I, I didn't yeah. care. I and then you, you topped it off with like a McChicken after you ate all. Yes, of McChicken or McDouble, something like that. We came back from. Remember Burlington? We played down there. Well, you have enough year. time to eat sixty eggs. Well, by the time you get <laughs> yeah. home, yeah, right. All right. Yeah, we had to. We had to come home. We rolled with the girls because it was a doubleheader. Oh uh, yeah, I remember doing that at least once or twice. Yeah, and we had to do that, and they were they were betting me on the bus. They're like, "You're not gonna." Wow, you where do you it? put that? I don't know. I I did. I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you were saying. I'm sure the next day at eight o'clock when we had practice, you were probably in the port of pit or yeah. the port of John. Yeah. <laughs> that or I never it was I was constipated. Wow. I don't know, but man, it was bad. Wow. But yeah, I remember that. But the other one I have, and I gotta do it since you're here. Yeah. We're senior year. Um Tanner and you you were because we were spring league. We were playing at Davenport West. Me and Tanner rode down together. Because you could, coaches couldn't coach the spring league, right? But you you'd always come down. I played in spring league senior year. Yes, hmm. yes, yes. Okay. Because that was before tryouts. Remember? Oh yeah, like when we did that. Yeah. So we go down and we're we're playing at West, and I pitched two innings. Now I'm 18 years old at the time, and I had I chewed Red Man chew, so I had dip in, and I'm pitching the first inning. That the umpire's kind of looking at me behind home plate, and he's like. I could tell him, like, kind of eyeing me, and I'm like, oh, he caught me. <laughs> so the second inning I come out, and I go to the – to the, and I'm walking out for the second inning, 
and he meets me out there, and I'm like thinking, what's he doing? And he goes, hey. He looks at me, he goes, spit. And I'm going to say, he goes, spit that shit out. And I go, spit what out? He goes, spit that shit out. He said, you're lucky this isn't a, this isn't a real game. A real game. He said, I will kick you out. And I said, and I looked at him, I was like, okay. And I spit it out. And you're at the end of the bench. And he, and I'm thinking, don't go over and tell him. He comes over to like talk to you and he's talking to you and you're like this. You're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you're looking at me and I just see you look at me. I'm like, okay. So I get done with the ending and I go down and I come in the dugout and you're at the end of it. And you're just standing there. Didn't tell me to come down, but I knew I was like, I gotta come face face yeah. destiny here. And you're like, you know how many goddamn foul poles you're gonna have to run for that? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I already kind of figured that. And you're like, so you understand? I'm like, yeah, I'll take care of it. And you're like, all right. And I was done. And I was like, all right. Uh-huh. But yeah. I don't know. I I remember that. And everyone's like, you, you're gonna get caught. And I'm like, oh, I'm 18. I can do it. But well, you know, unfortunately the. The, the bad thing is I probably had a, a dip in, too, and I probably couldn't say anything, you know. I don't know if I did that back then or not, but maybe. Well, I mean, again, like, at the same time, like, I think just I take that back to, like, hey, you know, I, I, I understand what I did. Hey, yeah. you can correct Fess it. up to it. And, yeah. and be done and move on. Yep. That's but it was, fun. Do. Yep. it was It was fun to be like, I just remember you looking at me from the mound, and I was like, oh, shit, man. He's going to. He's going to – and I'm like, all right, well, he ain't pulling me out because you could have been like, get off. Yeah, yank, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. So that's what I got. That's what I remember. Those are uh, the – Those are good. Those yeah, are good. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Random, you got any You got any other good ones? Any good stories? Anything, yeah. I don't know. Especially yeah. coaching. Playing. A lot of the good – a lot of the fun baseball stuff, though, we already talked about. So. we ca- Yeah, we kind of have. Yeah. We have. I mean, like with Dylan and – Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of – we had, we had, man, that junior year was fun. Like, Duddy Carpenter, you remember, coach, you know, Duddy Carp. Um, it was fun, yeah. It really was, even though the, it wasn't the year we wanted to have. Hey, was, did you know, actually, fun facts, I still, the bat that I used that year, I have it over at the cage right now. I still do have you? it. Do yeah. you? It's probably the hottest bat in the world, too, because there's no way it's legal anymore. <laughs> what is it? That DeMarini, that for oh, very yeah, first yeah. one. Like, yep. I think it was their first baseball bat. But, I got yeah, you. it feels like you're hitting a bouncy ball with it, so. Well, you... I don't know if you'd be strong enough to swing it anymore. I mean, it was probably a, the differential's gone down so low now that right. it's like swinging a toothpick now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, seriously. Yeah. Compared to back then. But, That's awesome. Wow. Well. <laughs> Let's see here. Well, I got some other goodies here. Well, we'll skip that. Let's, uh, I'm going I'm to dig right in. All right, so I'm going to go for both of you. So let's talk about, like, the role of the of athletes in today's era. So whoever wants to kick off, I don't care. But when I say the role of the athletes are the today in today's modern, modern era athletics are athletes willing to accept their roles or are they like, if I'm not playing and starting, I'm done and I'm not going out. Well, you know, I can start, I guess. I mean, it's been 11 years, I guess, since I've coached baseball at the varsity level, but, um, you know, Kevin Cunningham, the current coach at Clinton High, does an awesome job. And, you know, one thing I know he uh, values in his players is, is hard work, being there, being dedicated, being on time, doing all the things that you need to do to be a productive citizen later in your life. And that's yes. the number one thing that I try to get out of my players when I was coaching. 
And I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's coaches like that still, but they're few and far between. So my opinion is is that you need more old school personalities yep. that hold kids accountable, that make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do, whether it's academically or athletically, be there, be on time, do your job. Um, but, you know, baseball's changed a lot, too. I, You know, back in the days I was coaching, our best pitcher could have been our best center fielder. Yeah, Where absolutely. nowadays, you know, the kids come in there and they're already predetermined that, hey, I'm going to be a pitcher only. Right. And it's just different. I don't think it's good, but, um, you know, they're kind of geared too little to what their destiny is going to be. And if their destiny doesn't work out, then they end up quitting, you know, and they don't stick it out. Whereas, you know, if you have a kid who can play multiple positions and yes. still be a great pitcher or whatever, at least at the high school level, I understand at the college level where you have to do that. Yeah. But at the high school level, come on, let the kid be a talented outfielder, infielder, shortstop, mm-hmm. yeah. pitch, do all those types of things, be a good hitter for you. And that's going to make your team more productive because the amount of kids that are high quality anymore seems to be a little bit you know, less too. Yeah. You know, you don't have a 10 kids on your team that are high quality potential kids. You might have three or four now. Right. And if you don't do that, I don't know how you find success, but coach Cunningham's definitely yeah. doing that. So I, I give him uh, all the credit in the world for continuing to run an excellent program. Well, we could, but like kind of back to like when we were playing, like that was kind of what we had to, that was what was kind of, I feel like was instilled in Clinton athletics as a whole. Yeah. I say as a whole. I, and I think also back then, and I, we've touched on this before, but I think that, like, all of us between, like, our peers, like, as athletes and students, like, your competition was sports. Like, yes. Yeah, that's how you based, like, how cool you were. Yes. Your, like, ranking of whatever. Like, it was always, like, who everybody wanted to be competitive in that nature. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it's not like that anymore, and I feel like that probably plays a big role. You know, the kids, like we said before, the kids want the most followers on social media. And it's different things that are valued with how they, like, consider who's cool. But back then it was like, oh, you got an A on the test? I guarantee these kids don't say that anymore. (laughs) Or, you know, like, we all did that. We all compared, like, what'd you get on that? Oh, that's cool, man. Like, yeah, you know. You were competitive. Yeah, you just wanted to beat your friends at everything, and it didn't matter. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But do you guys guys think in today's era – why is that? Why why are we so far away from that now? What what's the what's the roadblock behind that? It's it's probably I think it's just time that has turned it into that. The way the world is, the everything's so sensitive now. Yep, you have to be like careful. Um, you know, I mean, like for instance, when I was in elementary school, our principal used to paddle us on our birthday and pinch our butt. Like, <laughs> can you imagine that now? Like, <laughs> And we didn't think anything of it. It was cool then, yeah, but it's just right. like for, I guess that's my point is everything has changed, and you just can't do certain things. And you know, like we've talked about, like everybody wants to blame the coach or somebody else besides their kid. And well, it's instant gratification. If yeah. you don't get instant gratification, you know something that is hard to most kids isn't worth trying for or right. striving for because yeah. they weren't successful to begin with. Mm-hmm. And they've been raised, unfortunately, in an atmosphere perhaps that, you know, if you're not good in baseball or football right away, you know, then move on to 
fixing cars or yeah. whatever you're going to do or go get a job. You know, it. they don't understand that it takes time to build anything mm-hmm. that's going to be successful. And you're not going to always have instant gratification. Yes. And I think there's still, like, athletes and stuff that are the way we were back then. But it's just not a big of a level. I mean, a lot of the kids are – their skill level is here, but they think they should be here yeah. on, the, on the playing time and starting position, whatever, whatever sport it may be, you know, so. Yeah. Like, they don't, they don't, I mean, it's kind of like at a, at a certain point, even at high school level, you're 16, 17, 18, you should be able to be come, it's kind of like the come to Jesus. Know where you stand. Yeah. Know your, know your, like, it'd be like me saying, I, sure, I would have loved to have been a Division One athlete and go, go to the NBA or whatever it is, is never going to happen. Nothing yeah. could have ever so, made that happen. So figure out what you're doing it for. And yeah. Then, and then go as hard as you can. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I think about that. Like, I, I feel like that's a big part of now of why it's not successful because they're just like, I'm out for the sport. I'll play. Well, sure, that's cool when you're in third grade. Everyone's <laughs> going to play. Right. At, at you know, Mayor, Mayor Park down here, you know. <laughs> But when you're 15, 16 in high school, no. Even now, you're not, when you're in 7th and 8th grade, you're not just going to play because you're out. So I, I feel like, again, like, does that does it come back to, and I hate, I always hate saying this, but then I'm like, do I hate saying it? No. Because I think that the parents, they allow that. A lot of that comes from those kids that they're like, well, I come home, they're like, well, I only played three minutes of the basketball game, so I want to quit. And they're like, yeah, I s- sat there the whole game and you only played three minutes, so quit. Well, if it's around here, the parents most likely probably weren't even there. So, <laughs> that's probably true. And I'm not even saying that to be mean, man. Like I said, I've been at some of them games, and it's it's crazy. And I'm not I'm I'm only speaking right now on basketball. So. Yeah. Because I did go to a basketball game, and it was crickets. So. Well, those are the same types of people that you're talking about, Jeremy. That have 15 jobs yeah. in their lifetime. Where if you look at a, I'm not saying anything about me, but I've had one job. My yeah. entire life. And why is that? Because I've been dedicated to it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to do anything else. And I found what my calling is. And yep. it's easy to find a calling. And if you're not good at it, then just move on to something else. And I think this society is, is oh, this job or this boss is treating me bad or whatever. Just like the coach might be treating my son or daughter bad. So move on. Get another yeah. job. You know, yeah. Well, now it's like, let's just move away and go to a different school. Oh, oh yeah. Or <laughs> enroll somewhere else yeah, where yeah. you think the grass is greener and it isn't, you know. So. I mean, how is it? When, when did we ever see back in our era where a kid left Clinton to go to Comanche Northeast? I think Nate Knox did, actually. Didn't he? But then he came back. Mate? Maybe. He's like one of the only ones, but I remember everybody once, at one point was saying they were going to do that. But that was, I, I just remember that. But, yeah, it didn't happen a lot. Now it's – these kids are in the this? transfer portal in high school all yeah. the time. They're <laughs> leaving like, to go. I couldn't, like, I and I've, I've said this before, too. When we played Comanche in high school, what was that to us? Let's just dominate them. Five innings will oh, be yeah. done in baseball. We were excited because it's like, yeah. 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 Well, just, let's just, let's demolish you. Now it's the complete opposite. <laughs> They're kind of like, oh, we'll play Clinton. Like, we're, we're, we might beat you. And, mm-hmm. like, where I think, like, that, that was their World Series for us when we played them in baseball. Now they're like, <laughs> Okay, we're two A, you're four A. Well, we'll actually we'll probably we might beat you. We mm-hmm. could. Right. I mean, they didn't have a chance back when we were playing. I don't well, think. I think you know a lot of looking back in those games, it was it was hard for a program, let's say of Clinton, 
to play people like that because, you know, they're, it wasn't just because they, uh, they were just as good. They might not have had as good of players as a whole, but yep. the way their conference schedule worked out compared to ours, we couldn't throw our one or two against them. No. Where they would play single games in their conference. We'd play, come off a doubleheader on Monday play them on Tuesday and then have a doubleheader varsity on Thursday. Well, you know, if, you, if you're going to throw your one command or DeWitt against our five or six, yeah, it's going to be a game, you yeah, know? Right. But there's also plenty of other years where command was equally as good yeah. as us. They had quality players, DeWitt, you know? So on those types of situations, you know, you just played and whoever won won. But yeah. I don't think those programs are any are, are any different necessarily. They're well-coached programs, and the kids worked hard, and, um, you know, the level isn't that much different. It just, right. There just wasn't as many high-quality players possibly at those yeah. schools on most years as there was around here right. or in a Davenport school or something like that. Yep. Like Bet North, who likes the Bulldogs? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's my alma mater. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, well, we won't talk about that. Who, right? who was the Who was the guy you told us about? Was it Pat Militich? Didn't you go to school with him? Yes, uh, he's a year older. Okay. He, uh, I mean, obviously, you know all of his UFC yeah. credentials. Uh, he was our um, starting nose guard. Okay. Um, when I played and. Probably one of the tough, obviously one of the toughest kids. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, but just one of those types of kids you don't see very often. I mean, I haven't really seen too many of these types of kids in my coaching career, but um, I can name a couple from Clinton that come to mind uh, later if you want. But he was just one of those kind of kids who, if the coach said run through the wall, he would ask how hard or yeah. should I run through it with my head or yeah. or what, you know. And that's just the way he was. And, um, you know, and, and that made him a lot of money, obviously, as he got into his uh, later life when he was, you know, an ultimate fighter. But great guy, uh, great family man. I still keep in touch with him a little bit, but he's yeah. he's a very good, very good guy. He, does he still have the gym? Or is I think not? he has something. I, I don't know if he had sold that at one oh, time and now he's working for somebody else oh, nice. or whatever. But, yeah, he, he definitely trained a lot of – a lot of good people. You always heard it like when they'd announce them fighting out of Camp Militage or whatever. Yeah, yeah I remember it's that. Yeah, cool. yeah. Fighting out of Benton, North Iowa. You know, <laughs> yeah. When right. they're in Vegas or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. B Town, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm taking it back. He's a good guy. Pat Militage. Benton North. I don't know what I think about it. Benton North always spanked some football. They spanked it. You know, the only time Everything. they didn't, they did. The only time they didn't beat us was I remember sophomore year baseball. We beat them at home at Westfield, old Westfield, um, which, you know, I drove by that today, and <laughs> I, I parked in front of it, and I was like, I'll take a picture, mm-hmm. but I was like, I just thought about, like, all the memories of being there. I was like, that was like, you football on that field, baseball, the nets, yep. the field, and it's 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 kind of sad. I know it's just moving on, but at the same time, I was like, there were so many people that were on that, that field. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, like you said, like a lot of great players that stepped on that field. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, if you go back, you know, way back, you know, I don't know this, but I'm assuming that people, you know, like Duke Slater or something yep. like that. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. Did he practice there? 
at Westfield. I, know, I, wonder. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I is that where he would have? I mean, where else would he? Have? I mean, I don't know. You yeah. know, so I mean, it could go you know seventy, eighty, ninety years back too yeah. if you're thinking about that way. But yeah, wow. Yeah, boy, I remember some years coaching and football over there, and you know, seeing David Johnson on that field. Yeah, that was a sight to see. Yeah, oh, man. Wow. It's like playing Madden on rookie level. Oh boy! <laughs> like me yeah. playing Tanner. Yeah, I play him. It, it, it's it's not it's not good. It's not good for him. Well, yeah, probably not. Well, you don't, you don't, don't play. even play video games, man. No. Ridiculous. Oh, I don't know. You know, watching David Johnson and having coached him a little bit, and seeing Tavian Banks. Yep. You know, coaching him at in Bettendorf when I was young. Those are obviously the two best athletes I've ever had. You know, the experience of being around them, and both of them, obviously, are just phenomenal. But yeah. David was just in a different level, you know. Uh, and I give kind of Coach Camp a little bit of credit for that as far as putting him out and actually throwing him the ball as opposed yeah. to, like, Tavian Banks. He just handed the ball off. Yeah. He'd score every time. Yep. But, uh, you know, they used David Johnson in different ways, which I think really helped him as he got into the college level and, yeah. you know, the NFL. So, but – Phenomenal athlete. Yeah, he was. He was a stud. He was. Did he play when you played Stendhal? So yeah, he would. He was a freshman when, when we were seniors. When we were seniors. Okay. But he didn't even. He played up sophomore. But they never even because we had you know Tony. Yeah. Tony Bat. Well, mean, yeah. Tony was way bigger than David at I that mean, time. And Tony, I mean, at the at the end of the day, like, I mean, I'll say Tony like raw. And at the, like Tony now, he's like a bodybuilder. Oh yeah, he's, he's like in, a fitness, he's like insanely ripped, now. just insanely ripped. Like he, he just got his like pro card for like bodybuilding. Yeah, but back then he didn't. And if he ever watches this, which he probably won't, he never he didn't touch the weights. He just didn't touch the weight. He was not very minimal, but he was just raw. If I would pick a raw person between him and Kevin Hart, they were both super raw. Like holy. Like just what they They're could just do. Born. Gave them the they ball. were just born yeah. to do that. Give them the ball. But David Johnson was into the weights. They pushed him to that. Um, Tony, very minimal. Um, but Tony could go the whole off season and not squat. And I watched him one time. It was four hundred and eighty-five pounds, four eighty-five on the bar. Watched him squat it parallel below the ground. Vice watching him come up. Boom, racket. <laughs> Without Did, doing anything before nope. that? <laughs> oh, my God. And here I am, like, I put 315 on. I'm like, you know, do it two or three times, and you're like, about I think to, I'm going to die. About to blow your insides yeah. out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right out the backside? Yeah. I was like, yeah. 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 But, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Tony Tony, and Kevin Hart. But, yeah, David Johnson, when I did watch him play, it was kind of like Madden on rookie level. He just mm-hmm. run around everybody. Well, Ke- you know, I listened to your uh, Kevin Hart show, couple weeks ago I think it was and uh, Kevin Hart senior is a year younger than me okay okay so I mean I I haven't obviously talked to him I don't know if I ever talked to him but I do remember you know graduating from Bettendorf High School in 85 and I think he came through in 86 and I think that team if I remember right was the first Clinton team I think that had ever beaten Bettendorf Really? Um, to make the playoffs, really? I think. Dang. And I think Bentonorf made the playoffs, but that was huge for Clinton. I do remember because I, you know, I was a freshman in college and was going to be playing football the next morning, you know, for, yeah. for St. Ambrose. But 
going back to watch that game, and boy, he was a player too. His dad yeah. was a player. Was he a running back too? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really tough. What's tough. The, the story I heard about him is that, and I don't know if this is true. And I, I never even asked Kevin um, Junior, but that he one time at Clinton had ran through like two people and broke one of the guy's legs. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Pretty sure. Like he had ran through like on a kickoff return or something, whatever it was, and he ran through both of them and broke a, like one of the guys. I'm legs. assuming he, was he a little bigger than Kevin? Because Kevin's, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know either. I know. Because I've only known remember. Kevin Senior as like a bit older, bigger guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. All right. I think they were very comparable. Oh, really? Yeah. I think so at the time, you know, if you took them. But, you know, it's just throwing out some other names here for you guys. We're talking old school guys that, you know, I don't know. You might want to do some research. But when I was going through Bettendorf and playing Clinton athletes, Bill Rose or Bill Rose okay, was one of the best athletes around. Okay. Might have been one of the top ten athletes in Clinton high history. Um. He had a brother named Rod, I think, or maybe a cousin or something, played basketball. Um, what an athlete. I mean, not quite David Johnson-ish, maybe yeah. not quite Kevin Hart-ish, but phenomenal athlete. So I don't know if he's around or whatever. You might want to look him up yeah, or look at his stats up or whatever, but yeah. phenomenal athlete in my genre. I remember playing you know, multiple sports against him, and he was, he was very, very, very good. Yeah, that was, that was before me and Randall were born, Coach. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. have to do a little bit That's of why the – yeah, the, that's what there's an internet for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the internet, when did it come out? Like, AOL was like, what, 1998 or – Probably. I remember being at Boothby's house all the time on uh, his sister's AOL messenger, <laughs> talking to her friends. Yeah. We thought we were so cool. Yeah. Nice. Old Boothby, yeah. He's another one, too. I mean, he was kind of a – I mean, I don't know about, like – I mean, when I – He just – I remember young, though, he just wasn't good at anything. He was, like, okay. And then all of a sudden, like, he just got this work ethic that was insane and yeah. just got jacked. Yeah. Yep. I do remember – yeah. Because he even used to – I remember when we were young, which I know grades didn't matter, but he was never really, like, good at school. Yeah. He's kind of, like, average at sports. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, yep, straight A's and just a monster. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, and look where he is now. I mean, what, that shows you what yeah. classroom yeah. and athletics can do. You know, yeah, you've sure. got to be both. Yes. Right, right. Absolutely, yeah, both sides. It was yeah. probably – he probably made the right choice, I bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're never going to know, but – Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. He's funny. I remember the article he had when he was done with at UNI. It was uh, Boothby Sachs NFL career for med school. Yeah. He could have gone and he could have, you know, put himself – and there's like this big article about you know he's, talking, he's like, hey, I played football my whole life, um, and I I want to be a doctor, and he does that, and I mean I think that's cool about him, yeah. you know what, he just wanted to do it and did it, yeah, that's good. it's kind of like that, uh, you know, uh, Field of Dreams where the doctor you know gets that chance, you know, yes. in the movie that he kind of reminds me of a person like that what i don't dr graham or whatever that guy's name moonlight was on, graham moonlight graham, moonlight graham from yeah. i just think of boothby yeah. like that i mean think of all the people he's helping now uh-huh. yep and you know could he have gotten a chance sure yep probably would he have absolutely but look at what his life is now from he, he had crazy. his great years athletically but you know his grades were fantastic and he's oh, and he's still jacked so 
I he's got like a, he's, he's, them, he has this huge thing in his backyard, like he like climbs up yeah, and stuff. I know he does. <laughs> like a crazy CrossFit <laughs> thing. Wow, he good does. for him. Yeah, like wow. yeah. We we met for last September uh, when we did like that thing at the casino, which you guys both didn't show up. But well, hey, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to call you out on it. Well, you just did. <laughs> well, I just hey, I might have. Um, he shows up there and he's the first person out in front of the casino, and you know, I mean, I. I just see him. I'm like, hey, you can tell, like, super lean. And, you know, first thing he does is, hey, you know, come give a hug. And I'm like, Can't get your arms around him. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, because you're jacked, man. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah. And he's drinking gin and tonic the whole night. <laughs> gin and tonic. I'll get a gin and tonic. He bought, like, several of the rounds. He'd get gin and tonic. I'm like, when the hell did you start drinking gin and tonic? Yeah, where did that even happen from? Well, you don't get a body drinking beer like that. <laughs> well, no, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, beer or... Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe that's probably the right way to go. And he never ate anything, so. Um, like me, I was like, hey, give me some fries or onion rings or whatever. <laughs> Cheese curds. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I hear you guys talking about Mr. Quick sometimes on your show. I, I, you know, obviously, I haven't lived here, you know, for very long, even though I've taught here a million yeah. years. But I had no idea where that even was really? until you guys started talking about it. Do you, so, like, back in the day when you were coach, you don't remember I, that? Like, no, I had oh no idea. No. I used to go from what? my house to baseball or whatever it was or whatever I was coaching. You know, now, was that somewhere by the stadium? Or no, that was down on, remember, or by, uh, where was it, Tanner? By North 2nd Street. Closer to the bridge than anything. By 19th Avenue North. So, you know where Walgreens is at? By the North Bridge? Yep. Okay. 19th Avenue North. But it was... It was a little bit more to the, south, right? To the south of there. Yeah. So it would have been like by uh, Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. Right there by Pizza Hut. It was on the same side as Pizza Hut. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I went to the state, you know, how many millions of hours I was there, but it was either the stadium and then, you know, off to do whatever yeah. else you had to do yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. But, yeah, I a forgot lot of years that. there. Yeah, you know. Man, old school days. That's true quick. That's right. Baby. It sounds good when you guys talk about it. I, I don't actually. I, I thought it was good when I was younger, but who knows if it actually was. <laughs> it was cheap. That's all. Yeah, it, it was. Who cares? Like, get your fix. Did like, you get all kinds of stuff? Yeah, man, I love that place. Oh, I'd love to go. Well, I'd like to hear your sixty chicken nugget story. Oh, man, and I know Tanner. You, I know you remember it. Yeah, I do. Because you, I'll were, never forget that. You were kind of a part of it. You, Dylan. Oh yeah, we were all instigating you bad. Like, do it, come on, man. You only hit, you only did forty. Keep going. Yeah. Like, and like, here's the thing. Like, how, how much money did you bring? You know what? They they bought. Everybody yeah, I think else everybody pitched in and bought it. it just oh. for our entertainment. We used to do it at the stand. Remember, like in middle school, we'd tell you that we'd mix stuff together and you'd yeah. eat it. Like, hey, do this, and we'll pay you like three bucks. I'm yeah, like, like, eat these yeah, grapes. With eat, the, eat these grapes in your chili, dude, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I was just thinking because most, you know, I always tell you guys, make sure you bring five dollars. I mean, five dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And you guys could pig out for five dollars on the way home. You know, now you bring five dollars, you're getting a shake, and yeah. that's it. No, it's nuts. Or like a an enhanced water or something like that. You know, it's like what the hell is this? Shit? So I was wondering, yeah, how how you would have afforded that, but I, I guess you had a job and all that stuff. So oh, your car wash. Yeah. So we, I think we were coming back from Burlington because we played down there, mm-hmm. and we were double header, double header with the girls, and they're all everybody's. Just did like, you hey, plan on doing this, or do we no. just convince you on the bus? You everybody convinced me. They're like, you had you, three hours. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you got three hours <laughs> to do, do something. it. And I not was it a charter bus? 
Charter bus. Yeah. Yes, we had charter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We weren't on the we weren't on the old uh, yellow bus. Okay. And you, I, you probably just remember, don't remember it because it was so long ago. But when we were in the line doing it, you're like, "Holy shit, Stanley, you're not going to eat all those." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I will. I will. Yeah." I remember. And like, oh, okay, I remember. Hey. I remember even that part. <laughs> yeah. And I, I probably saw the twenty piece and thinking you aren't going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the sixty piece. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other forty. <laughs> wow. And we get them back, and we get them ordered, and the lady's like, okay, yeah. And I'm chomping away on the bus, and it gets to a point where I'm like, man, my jaw's hurting so bad. <laughs> so I, like, give me a cheeseburger. Starts so I eat, like, a double cheese or something. And, yeah, yeah I finished them off. And oh, boy. three or four days, I, I'll tell you this, I was – because we had to do, if I remember right, it rained, like, the next day. And for practice, we got cut short, and we all had to go in the weight room. And you're like, hey, this is the workout you're going to do. And I'm like – I'm not going to be able to, like, no way. You're just full of nuggets. Yeah. yeah. We were hoping we were just going to have an easy day today. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, like. It had to go. rain. I was like, dude, like, now I got to go lift weights. Go and, like, make pump that iron. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 60 chicken nuggets. I don't know if I could do it now, but. Yeah. Well, remember when we were there not too long ago, you ordered 15 double cheese. Remember that? Yep. But you, you didn't eat 15. I ate, like, that. three. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that now. Like, if, if, if I, yeah, I said this, if I drink, I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I can take it on. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, at the end, I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, Body can't recover. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I rem- Those are all the, I mean, I'm trying to think. There's. I got other stuff, but some of it's not. Yeah. Not appropriate for the Honeywell nah, Heroes no, podcast I still or we what? Could, we all talk about after, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of good times. I mean, I would say, like, for me, just me personally, baseball. Baseball was one of the funnest times I ever had when I was in school. Yeah, that's good. You know, and you know there was other stuff that was fun, but it was more of just being able to go to practice and you know be able to do what you need to do. And what's well, yeah. a shame that you guys didn't get to uh, experience the Eagle Heights? Yeah, um, but I, I like playing it, at I like you know. playing at the Lumberking Stadium. Though. Yeah, I mean that was cool. I I mean, as a coach, it got really old because really? you know if somebody spit on the field, they put through yeah. the tarp on, you got canceled. But That's true. Yep. you couldn't practice I there guess more because it wasn't our own type of thing, right? You know, I mean, and believe me, they've had great managers down there. You know, right. Ted is wonderful now, and he was wonderful back then. You know, during the time I worked with him. But once we got that Eagle Heights field, that changed our program to another level. Yep. I think. Yeah. Because we could practice there, we could do everything there. We had our games there. We knew the field. Yep. Then you could gear your team around it. Yep. So how, why did they choose there? What was the what was the uh, well, big? I think it was they knew they were putting the school there, and they had so much land behind there, which I think used to be like a pasture or something. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, it worked out, and yeah, for you know, sure. um, a, a wonderful facility for the community, and I think uh, it's going to be you know wonderful for the next 20 years probably yeah Yeah. it is super nice i've been up there watching some games and stuff and it's it's very nice yeah well we always remember we had like we had to you know we take batting practice for those away game it didn't matter if it was away game or home game you had to take the if you're a home game you took the batting practice and then we got in our personal cars and had to drive down to the state did did we do bp at westfield yeah we did bp westfield yeah because i always rode with lakin down for some reason i remember that did he have the white ford ranger no it was the red he had the red truck. It might have been his dad's that truck. That was his dad's truck. Oh, but th- yeah. Th- whenever I rode with him, though, he was driving that. So I, Okay. Well, his dad was probably in a driver's ed car. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That's probably it. Yeah. 
but yeah. yeah so I remember that and yeah, hmm. those, those, but I still like that was that was the norm you were just used to that you're like okay you come down there you take batting practice you want to get a drink and then hey you could Stop basically take, Amico and yeah, yeah. go yeah. down there yeah I throw my red man in when I was oh, when I was wow, look at you <laughs> okay. look at you great <laughs> oh man I'll never take it back because I think if I remember right senior year it was Drew Madsen had said to me he's like hey Stendhal you need something that's bad for your health <laughs> I was like hey I'm 18 years old okay <laughs> shut up alright man <laughs> not that any nobody knew about it but right. you know. except the umpire yeah and yeah, your yeah, coach yeah. but other you weren't that. that sneaky bro. call me out man hey <laughs> What, the yeah. first time you ever did it, wasn't it when you were with Chris when we were at a softball tournament or no? I swear it was. We went with him or something. And it, wasn't it him and Dave Bunn or something and they, they convinced you to do I'm, it? It might have been. God, that, how old? Well, we were young, though. We were probably like, what, 14 or 15? <laughs> probably 15. Yeah. And you were throwing up and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not good. Yeah, we had some good, yeah. That was funny. Again, I, not to, not trying to put, put anybody on the spot. I mean, it was different era like now like i feel like if even we talked about like i'm not like here's the thing that's weird like i think now to like baseball players like even high school kids you can't tell me that like high school baseball players do not dip they i don't know there's you know what i mean I don't like know either you, you know especially like 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 the snus or the snooze all that stuff. there's so many things you can do now like back then all you could do was just chew it was yeah. just like copenhagen you know or skull that was it. Like, now they can do all these things and hide it. And I think it's funny now, like, when parents are like, my kid's chewing, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, you don't think that there's so many more alternatives for them to do it and hide it. Well, yeah, you're talking about, like, I don't think that kind of stuff's the problem. It's the vaping mm-hmm. and yes. things where, I mean, yeah. talk about hiding. Right, yeah. right. You know, that's really bad. And that's even trickling down to the elementary, right. you know. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. I always tell my kids, like, you're literally, like, smoking a cigarette. Like, it's not cool like everybody thinks it is. Yeah. Like why? I, I even ask. I always ask why. Do you, like why do these kids think that's cool? I don't. Where did this come from? Yeah, I don't know. That's it wasn't a good invention. That's for sure. No. Yeah, and yeah. we just keep adding vape stores. I think I'm pretty sure there's another one coming in between like Marisa's and uh, like Pizza Hut out there. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. We got like two in the in like a thirty foot <laughs> radius out there now. Hey guys, don't do this, but hey, do it. Okay, well, what do you think they're gonna do? Jesus. Well, what do you think's gonna happen once they legalize? You know what? <sighs> yes. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes. Out, I mean, we could talk about that because that's what's gonna. I, I would. I think in ten years, if not less, that's we're gonna come to that. And then, well, how are they even gonna regulate? I don't even know how they even do it. I don't know. I don't know. All you got to do is go across the river, I guess. Right. But I don't know how they deal with that, you know. But (laughs) yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, hiding, hiding it, doing that, and being affected by it. Yeah. You know, as a student or an athlete, but that ain't good. Oh boy. Oh boy. What do you do? All right, guys. Let's do a little on this day. Hey, get it. On this day in sports history, March fifteenth. We're going to do 1869, way before our time. With, this is a cool one. With 10 salaried players, the Cincinnati Red Stockings become baseball's first professional team. It's pretty cool. Okay. Hmm. 1869. Okay. March 15th, 1912. Legendary pitcher Cy Young retires from baseball with a 511 and 315 win-loss record. That's actually insane. <laughs> the amount of games. Man, huh. how do you even do it? I don't know. His arm didn't fall off? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe he even had him still. 
Well, b- before you go any further, like I saw a thing in stat the other day on Nolan Ryan. Yeah. He had one, there was a, where he threw 245 pitches in a complete game and threw three days later. It was before they had pitch count. Right. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. 500 wins. You know how many, there's no way he didn't throw 200 pitches a game. He had to have. 511 and 315. There's that's, no way he didn't play or throw. Over 800 games. recorded <laughs> pitched games. That's crazy. Yeah. But I wonder how they counted wins and losses back then, too. Like, maybe if you pitched, it counted or something. I don't know. Like, I don't even know. if you threw a pitch, who knows? That's crazy, though. Man. All right. What else um, you got? March 15th, 1958, Oscar Robertson of the Cincinnati Royals scores an NBA Midwest region record 56 points in a game. That's pretty cool. It's not that many. Not <laughs> compared to now. No, it's, it's not. not. You got a Damian Lillard. What's his name? Lillard? Mm-hmm. He had like 71, 71 not too long ago. Yeah. He's crazy, man. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, let's see. We got some, let's find guy. some other good stuff here. Oh, there's a guy in my time, Larry Holmes. 1985, March 15th, Larry Holmes TKOs David Bay in 10 for heavyweight boxing title. Now, I don't know if, like, like if Mike Tyson ever fought him or not. I mean, because Mike Tyson might have been, like, late 80s, so I don't know if he would have been washed up by then or not, but... Yeah, Tyson would have been, he probably, st- yeah, probably started in the late 80s because the mid-90s was like his prime. Yeah, He's something else. You so, ever watch his podcast? Then? Dude's a- he just had the Undertaker on there. That was a cool episode. <laughs> was he that. baked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love watching his stuff. He's, he's something else. He's man. always baked, man. He just lived a dream. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and who's going to tell him not to? Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> March 15th, 1988, NFL St. Louis Cardinals, which I did not know they were the St. Louis Cardinals. Did you know that? NFL St. Louis Cardinals officially moved to Phoenix, it says. Oh, well, yeah, I obviously knew that. Did you? That's weird. I don't know why I never knew that. I always thought it was just baseball. Who are you a fan of in football? Me? Yeah. Now? Yeah. I hate to say it, but the Bears. Oh, (laughs) no, okay. All right. It's it's tough. You and Random, all right, you guys can stop. Right now. It's uh, they're gonna be fair. good next year. Well, yeah, you say that every year since <laughs> It's like the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> the Cubs hey, the Cubs are like on an eight game win streak in the preseason <laughs> stuff. Woo, baby. We're on a roll, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that's all I got for the on this day. I got I just got a so I got two things, but the first thing I just want to end on a question for both of you guys. Yeah. So guys talk about like a contributing factor as to why the number of athletes going out now are down like what contributes to why they're not going out i don't know that's that's a hard question i put you guys on the spot but hey that's okay i i have a an answer i think you know we kind of talked about it before the show but i think a lot of kids start travel various sports too young Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't, you know, I know I'm old school and I'm old, but um, I look back, you know, at things like Tom Jordan did with his son and all the yep. wonderful things he did for our baseball program and things like that. And I almost questioned it back then. Like, are you putting somebody like Ryan Jordan, for example, yep. or the other kids, are they playing too much, you know? Um, but now it's, it's, and I was questioning that back then, you know, 30 years ago. But now the stuff that he used to do with his son or, you know, the Howe boys or whatever from Northeast or whatever, um, 
that's minimal compared to what the yeah. kids do now. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is you start them so young, they experience some success, but then by the time they're in eighth grade, um, they're like, okay, it's, it's just like a, a football player who starts tackle football as a sixth grader, and then by the time they get to high school, they're like, I'm sick of getting beat up, Yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm sick of traveling, I'm sick of doing this and that, yeah. and they're like, all right, well, I've got other things to do now in high school, so yeah, why should I, yeah. why should I keep doing it? So I, I think that there's a fine line there of That's a good, I, what I, you should I do. I didn't actually have that in my mind, but that is... I don't, know. I don't know. Gotta, well, and you got to think about all these parents. Where I do mean, they find the money to do it? I don't understand. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, so I'm opening a batting cage across the street, and I've had an, a crazy amount of parents, more than just people wanting to book it for their kid to go in there. But I've had more parents like, we want to sign our kids up for lessons. Everybody just wants their kids to have lessons. Now, it's good for me, but yeah, it it's kind of goes along with that. It's like, do all these kids really need all these private lessons? I don't really know. I don't necessarily know if they do, and and well, if they if they're gonna if they need them, who's teaching them? Right. Well, yeah, that's the big thing right there you know, is who yeah. is the one doing it, you know, and I'm sure there's quality people, you yes, know, doing but, it. But. but these parents do not care. They just want to tell other parents that their kids are getting lessons. <laughs> and it's, but I mean, that's that's, that's kind of that's kind of going off the the path of what we're talking about. But it's I mean, not. But it's not. It's not. Not to cut you up. It's not though because it's what we kind of like try to touch on here is like yeah. it is though because they're just like oh if you go do this you're going to be good you're automatically going to play and then they you... expect them to be good yeah. and then they're not good and yeah. then now what do you do well, you quit well, this, <laughs> there you go this is just yeah. a lack of kids being a, i'm not saying that kids don't want to be outside as much as they used to which i mean they I, I that's we've talked about that a lot they it's different but also it's less safe for kids to be outside yeah. nowadays. Yeah. So that contributes. So these kids aren't out here playing catch every day and they're not out here shooting hoops every day because their parents are scared somebody's going to hurt them or yeah. whatever, you know, take them. I don't know. But, but uh, you know, that was our lessons when we were younger was just literally playing wiffle ball and running around shooting hoops yes. and whatever. That's how we taught ourselves. So. Yeah. yeah. And what better life lessons can you learn playing tackle football yeah. in your yard? I mean, yeah. right. you can't learn some life lessons yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, talk smack to that dude up yeah. there. And then he comes out and he just freaking, yeah, it puts you on your, you know what, man. Yeah, yeah. those are good life lessons. Not <laughs> well, enough of that. <laughs> do you, right, and I agree. I mean, do you think that? Here's one thing I just think that does kind of factor in that we haven't, we've never really touched on is the economic backgrounds of these kids. Some the the now in this era, how many of these kids are in a split household? They're with an aunt, an uncle, a grandma, etc., and they have to have a job. And they have to go work, and they have to take care of their siblings or their cousins, whatever, and they just can't go out because. But why wasn't it like that back then too, or no? I, I don't remember. I I feel like in is it worse? 60s? It's not worse, but is it a higher level of this happening now? Well, I can tell you as an educator. Uh, well, yeah, yes, it's way that. worse. Really? Um, yeah. I I don't know. You know, like at our our particular building, I'm not sure, but as a district you know i think there's it might be over you know i'm just guessing but maybe over 35 percent of a non-traditional uh, uh, setup for kids yeah. and that's, that's I, why that's that is sad. i don't know yeah. but uh, you know i i think that's probably you know nationally perhaps yeah. could be yeah. well i guess you know i guess thinking about it now when we were younger everybody was at home with their mom and dad 
for the most part. I mean, there's a few kids that we knew, Stenda, that were yeah, stepdad and stuff. But yeah. it was mainly like mom and dad were at home with their for their yeah. You know, our friend lived with their mom and dad, I guess. So it is definitely different. I mean, I I can I'll test it for both of you guys. I mean, same thing we're kind of talking about, like being in law enforcement. Like I see now where it's like, how many of these kids are at a disadvantage because they do they live with an aunt, they mm-hmm. live with a grandma, and I'm like. Wow, how can your 80-year-old grandma yeah. provide you the things that a mom and dad would yeah. give you? Well, and shout out Keep to the grandma. Yeah. 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 Shout out to the grandma Absolutely. and the aunt suffered stepping up and doing that. Absolutely. Know? But but yeah, I, I, on the other end of it, yeah, I get what you're saying. So. Like they have to like like I said they're going to they're like I got to work 25 hours a week and yeah. they went to school for basically oh, yeah. a full-time job for the whole week. Well, and grandma doesn't know that what's going on on a smartphone or what their kids up to, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's a different world. That's it for is, sure. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's sad. It sucks, but I mean, again, I guess changes in time. We got the uh, food challenge here. Well, I don't know if it's a challenge. We're, we're just gonna test it's it out. The, it's the heaviest pizza I've ever lifted up. But I'm throw. I'm gonna throw. I gotta. Once we get it divvied out here, I, I do have a start bench cut for you guys. And you guys. While we're chewing, while we're chewing on this. Well. We got to do it. We got coach here. We're going to take it old school. Um, you guys are going to love these guys. And if you don't pick who I think you should pick. Then <laughs> you're fired. You're okay. Done so. Pass her down. Ooh. Ooh. Looking good. So this right here is from Vitaly Joe's. Um, I actually, we, we reached out a few times, and we ended up getting a hold of Chris at Vitaly's, and he said he wanted to partner up. And so we're going to try some of their pizza. He said, well, I'm going to get you some Chicago style. So, we got some deep dish. I think it's sausage and pepperoni. Just kind of nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Nothing like last week when I had the cra- the actual crabs in my mouth. Oh, yeah. Vital is 1134 Comanche Avenue. 563-242-6140. Go hit them up. Yeah. By far the part, best pizza in town. And there's no doubt about that. Yeah, you can't go wrong about it. I don't know. That's Senate, my opinion. Oh, but. Senator, did you see St. Giuseppe's? They were, like, beefing with... Vitalis, yeah, like a, like I did a month see, ago. Yeah, have you ever you ever seen the St. G's in Comanche? It's yes. pretty new. I mean, I've seen it, um, but I've never been there. Um, there was one in Moline, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, I think is, they yeah. have like three. And my two sister of used to get that when you know I would visit her in Moline. It's great. Yep. I've never had it in Comanche. They made a post on Facebook like better than Vitalis. <laughs> I was like, no, dude. Yeah, I mean, it actually, it. marketing worked, though, because there were so many comments on it. Everybody was so mad at him. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess I'll have to try that, or maybe we'll have them sponsor the next thing to come in. But well, how one, What episode do we have it on? We had him on one of them. Yeah. But, yeah, he's like, oh, I'll do it anytime you guys want. I'm like, they're, he like gave us like four boxes of stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, hooked us up. Well, yeah. this, this pizza weighs as much as all four of those other boxes. Yeah, so. it does. Fantastic. While you're taking it, I got to start bench cup for you guys. Yep. This is going to do MLB, okay? Yep. All right. Barry Bonds, Cal Ripken Jr., Mike Piazza. You got to start one, bench cut. Oh, my God. Start bench cut. Barry Bonds, Cal Ripken Jr., Mike Piazza. And I used outfielder, infielder, catcher. To, to I'm going to go start Barry Bonds because I loved watching him. Uh who was the other two? Cal Ripken Jr. and Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza's benching, cutting Cal, just because that was just my Wow, pre- dude. What? That was my preference then, dude. Oh, I, I, never, I never watched Cal Ripken that much. I didn't really – he just didn't uh, 
Well, if you know anything about Cal Ripken Jr., you have to start him because he would be there for 40 years and never yeah. miss a game. Yeah. <laughs> he's never sitting out. He's so there's sitting. number one right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he, would say bench Piazza and, you know, what's the other one? Bonds. Uh, bonds, uh, whatever to do with Bonds. Uh, bench him, I guess, or whatever, but Piazza, no. But Cal Ripken, you know he's going to be there. He's trustworthy. Oh, yeah. He's going to start every game, and he's going to die for the organization. Well, well he, he did. He what about you, Stendhal? He was a banger. Well, okay, you guys got so you didn't you don't remember count? Do you not remember much, or you just? I don't remember watch watching him play. I didn't watch him that much. I, I just um, always remember watching Bonds because he was always on TV. Okay, so take Bonds. Okay, take, I'm just talking personal, like right. Cal Ripken's more of my age type of guy. Cal, yeah, he was the man. But take Bonds back to when before he took steroids, he was like, wasn't <laughs> he the first guy of the thirty thirty club? 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases, and then he had like 100 RBIs, didn't he? I think you're right. Before he took steroids. Mm-hmm. So I, I, here's what I'm going. I'm going, I'm starting Barry Bonds. I'm, I'm, I'm benching Ripken, and I'm cutting Piazza. At, if, I guess if I could say in the prime of Barry Bonds. But when he was at the end, you know, when he hit 73 home runs, well, yeah, he's, he was an, he's probably, I think, arguably, do you think he's arguably the best hitter in baseball ever, though? Based on Tony Gwynn. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, how do you throw him out of it? Yeah. Pete Rose. Yeah. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, exactly. How do you not finally say, hey. Right. Man. Yeah, that's true. I met Pete Rose in Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. I went in, so I was walking with the group, and this guy, he's outside the shop, and he goes, hey, you want to meet Pete Rose? And I go, I literally said, I said, shut the hell up. And he goes, no, you really want to meet him? I said, Okay, where's he at? And he goes, he points, and there's Pete Rose sitting there. <laughs> and I go, okay, yeah. And he goes, you got money? I go, yeah, I got money. It was 200 bucks. So I go in, and there's nobody in there. And I'm like, Pete Well, yeah, because it was 200 bucks. <laughs> 200 bucks, give him 200 bucks. I walk up, and I'm walking up, and he's just sitting there looking at me, and I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of like. Starstruck. Oh, dude, like, this Pete. And I walk up there, and he goes, hey, how you doing? I go. I'm good. I'm, I'm Jeremy. He goes, yeah, hey, man, go ahead, take a seat. And I sit down, and we're talking. He goes, he's got the ball, and they'll give you, like, a certificate that shows it's all it's oh, authentic. authentic, yeah. And then uh, he goes, where are you from? I go, I'm from Iowa. He goes, oh, shit, man. He goes, I was just in Norwalk not that long ago. And I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah. And I'm I'm like, yeah. I said, yeah, Iowa's kind of different. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been there. He goes, I've been there before. Back in the 80s, I was there, too, doing something. Well, Pete Rose, Jr., Played. I got to see him play because my uh, my ex-wife's uh, brother played on like the Davenport Dodgers or something. Okay. And he okay. was, you know, they did a lot of traveling or whatever. And they played at John O'Donnell Stadium, and they had a tournament against Pete Rose Jr. or whatever. I remember going to that to watch, you know, uh, the family member. But uh, well, Pete Rose was there. I, you know, somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I didn't meet him or nothing, but, you know, it was like, talk about starstruck yeah. just to see his son play. And, right. you know, he's in the stands somewhere yeah. in John O'Donnell in Denver. Yeah. You know. yeah. It's crazy. Cool. So, you know, I'm sure he's been in Iowa plenty of times. Yeah, he's, he was cool. And, and uh, he, we're, I'm sitting down there and we're like, like kind of talking. I was like, yeah. He's like, what are you here for? And I was like, oh, I'm on a trip for my girlfriend at the time. You know, she was turned 21. And he's like, oh, yeah, you guys going to have fun? I was like, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun. And he's like, yeah, you, we can get a few pictures. And so I'm like. At the same time, I'm just like, all right, man. So, like, I'm going to return. And he's like, and I'm, like, going like this. This is my hand. I'm, <laughs> like, like, a little yeah. soft. Because I'm, like, wrist. hey, man, that's Pete Rose. Like, he's, like, you can look up at the thing. I'm, like, oh, yeah. Like, hey, man. 
And I just thought it was, you know, like to think of that guy and wow. what happened to him. That's cool. Sucks, but he should be in the hall. Kind of like Barry Bonds. He should be in the hall of fame. Yep. I don't know. That's my opinion, but it is what it is. Boom, boom. Well, episode 16, huh? We, we close it off with Coach Snow. Coach Snow, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for Hey, it was, this was fun, and it was uh, even better to have a nice little slice of pizza here. Nice thick old slice. Shout out to Vitalis. Uh, Random Tanner. J.P. Stennett Co- and Coach Snowden. Coach Snowden. Episode 16. Thanks, guys. See ya.